Because how many times do we feel like, oh, I feel called to move to, to L.A. and pursue an acting career. But like, is God really calling <laughs> you to do that? Like, right, right, right. Are you sure about that? Right. Welcome back to the You Can Sit With Us podcast. Hello, hello. I'm Brittany. And I'm Bridget. And we are so excited to dive into the topic of purpose, purpose. today. Purpose is a vast topic. I feel like we all question this. What is my purpose? What am I here for? What am I meant to do in this world? And we hope, you know, we don't have the full on answers, but we do believe that God does point out, um, give us direction about what our purpose is in this life. And we hope that you leave from this episode just a little bit more with a little bit more clarity and ultimately more peace and encouragement. too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bridget, what is your favorite thing this week? So uh, my favorite thing this week and I'm sorry, but not sorry that it is something spiritual, but um, is praying at work before the day starts. Um, it is a new uh, routine that I implemented on my day. And I tell you, it has done wonders for how uh, the day goes um, at my job. And that has been my new favorite thing for the week. And I would say the week prior to, but yeah. Amen. You? Amen. That's really, really good. And it's we just talked about this last night, but I right. think that's so beautiful because... We're going to do a whole podcast episode in regards to things like that, like the workplace and if you have a job that's hard and stuff. But just really briefly, um, God just does something so special when we like give him our first of anything. Right. Exactly. So the first portion of your day when you wake up in the morning, when you first get to work and you say, you know what, instead of going through the day, just like on an autopilot, right. I'm going to first seek him. Right. And like literally scripture says, seek first the kingdom and all else will be added. Exactly. And I think that's a perfect practical example of how you can do that. Amen, um, amen. My favorite thing this week is a book that I was gifted by um, one of my friends at church. She was my coach for freedom. Mm-hmm. And um, freedom is a small group curriculum that we have at our church. Uh, if you go to journey, definitely suggest absolutely <laughs> joining a freedom group. It is life changing. Um, she gifted me this book. It's a poetry, a Christian poetry book. It's so good. It's called wildflower pages. I'm going to read you one of the little poems from it. And they're super short and concise, but like they hold so much depth. And this one is called closed doors. It says, I won't be surprised by closed doors and redirection, for I remember that I prayed, God, your will be done. And I just think that's so short, but so impactful. And it's so so good. It's such a good reminder. So I've been reading like one per day and really holding on to it. Um, Typically, I do it at night, like before bed, because it kind of like, that's typically my time when I spend like real devoted time with God, because mom life. Um, I get to like finally just like shut off from the world and like just be at peace at night. And it just, I love it. It brings yeah. me so much peace and I really recommend it. It's such a valuable piece of work and it's not by a, a huge um, author or anything, but we'll link it in the show notes. Highly recommend it, especially if you love poetry and you're a Christian. It's beautiful. Amen. Amen. Um, that actually m- inspires me because I want to expand my vocabulary. So one of the ways to expand it is to read more, to read more books and to yeah. read more. So, um, you actually inspired me to. Mm-hmm. The thing to. I love about poetry too is it makes us look at things that we understand in such a different light. Right. Like it's it's so poetic. <laughs> <laughs> poetry is so poetic. Like 
<laughs> the other day I said, <laughs> I was talking to someone having a deep convo and I was like, yeah, you know, because the things that matter the most are the most important. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's like rocket science. That's funny. Anyways, so let's dive into the meat and bones. Meat and potatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forgive me today. Words. Um, of our topic today, which is purpose. Amen. Woof. It's we wanted to start with this in our beginning episodes because it kind of sets the ground for right. everything else. Like your purpose is literally the direction, the end goal that you're working towards in life. So right. every other episode that we talk about on this podcast is going to be an extension of what our purpose is. Everything we do in life is an extension of what our purpose is. And we're going to get into that. And would you like to kick us off? Absolutely. So we're going to start off by the definition, simply, simply put of purpose. Um, And that is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Um, Another one is have as one's intention or objective. That's the like general definition of purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us what the world says purpose is? Okay, yeah. So we're going to break down purpose into um, what the world and culture and society or just the general perception yeah, that's good. of pur- purpose. Whoa, why was that so hard for my brain to complicate? <laughs> to what? Calculate. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, and then we're going to go into what God says or what the Bible pretty much um, biblical principles of what purpose is. So first and foremost, what the world says purpose is, is striving, working really hard towards whatever it is that you want to be in life, whether it be a career, a financial status, um, being a mom, being a wife, um, being a celebrity, taking every single opportunity that presents itself, living up to your potential, doing things for you that fill you up and build you up, um, achieving the American dream, being wealthy, having lots of followers, having that killer career in this day and age, being the next big Mm. influencer. Um, And none of these things are bad in and of themselves, but when that is your end goal in life, that can be bad. Yeah, just hearing you list them all, like you said, they're not bad in and of itself, but just hearing you list them all just tires me out. Yeah. Like, it's like... I mean, where's I'm the not, grace? Yeah. Where, where's the where's the room for margin? Where's the rest? Where's the yeah. stillness? Where is the what is the meaning of all of that? Yeah. Like you can lose all of that in the matter of a second. Right, exactly. And 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 then, and then what? what? Mm-hmm. And it leaves this like devastating, hopeless feeling that look, wait, but I just put in so much work for this because I thought that this was my purpose. But then if if you know it doesn't come to fruition if it's taken away or whatever the case may be, the trend isn't trendy anymore. Mm. Then what? So preach, preach up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but th- that's not, I'm not saying, don't hear me say that. Oh, don't go for those things. If that's truly a passion, like to create, to um, go out there and be like, have a determined personality. And uh, what are the things you said? Like um, if having lots of followers, having a killer career, the right. American dream, being wealthy. Right, right, right. Like some things like it's okay to have inspiration and all that good stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think there is a, a, a space to keep that in a safe boundary to where it doesn't consume you. Right. When you it know? doesn't become your identity Correct. or your God. Um, I feel like as Christians, 
we share a lot about idolatry and sometimes right. people get really confused like oh what do you mean i'm like money is my god or like money's not my god i don't worship it but i think that this is obviously you have to be its own podcast episode but just really quickly um it's a misunderstanding of what it means to worship something right. to worship something means it's what you value most it right. means that what's your that's what you're working towards that's what you think about talk about work towards every single day and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. um Essentially, that's when it becomes dangerous, when that is your end goal in life and it takes the place of God, Right. Um, which we'll get into more at the end of this. Um, so I wanted to break down. I was doing some research on like, what does the world say purpose is? So I looked up some articles that are not Christian, and this is some stuff that it said. Your life purpose consists of the central motivating aims of your life, the reasons you get up in the morning. It can guide life decisions, influence behavior, shape goals, offer a sense of direction, and create meaning. For some people, purpose is connected to vocation, meaningful and satisfying work. For others, their purpose lies in their responsibilities to their family or friends. Others seek meaning through spirituality or religious beliefs. Some people may find their purpose clearly expressed in all these aspects of life. Purpose will be unique for everyone. What you identify as your path may be different from others. What's more, your purpose can actually shift and change throughout life and in response to the evolving priorities and fluctuations of your own experiences. Questions that may come up when you reflect upon your life purpose are, who am I? Where do I belong? And when do I feel fulfilled? I want to like park here real quick because as I was reading this, it was like, "Mm, is this true? Is this not true? Mm -hmm. And I really want to focus on the fact that all of this information is valuable and um, important. And I think we should be asking ourselves these questions and looking for those things. However, I think there's a misconception of what purpose really is. And we'll get into like, we'll break down all of that in a second. But I think this is a misalignment of what purpose really is. And also, um, I want to talk about like where it says others seek meaning through spirituality or religious beliefs. It's not merely just one aspect of our lives, but knowing God and living with him, doing life with him is the central focus of everything and everything we do comes out of that so that right there i was like "Mm," like obviously we can't expect people who aren't believers to understand that and that's okay um but as believers if you consider yourself and you profess christ i think we need to have a proper perspective of what purpose really is otherwise we're going to be walking aimlessly through this life and that's not that's not it (laughs) um another article i read had this quote that i thought was interesting and it says all life forms have one essential purpose survival this is even more important than reproduction and i just was like oh that's Mm. kind of like that's a bold statement right and i wholeheartedly disagree (laughs) i do not think that there's one essential purpose of all life forms which is survival i think that the purpose of all life forms is to bring glory to the creator who created it like we see all throughout scripture uh, I don't have the verses at, on hand, um, but you can Google it based off of what I'm saying. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, we see all throughout scripture that literally, if you look around, like his glory is hidden in creation, but it's really right. not hidden. It's very evident evident right. to us. Like if you look at the clouds, the sky, the vast amount of different sunsets and flowers that there are and species, like those all tell of an intelligent designer and creator who's very into the details, who's right. very much a beautiful, good being who likes beautiful, good things and right. creates them. And um, 
I think the more we look at that in that perspective, it just brings us in more of awe, in awe of God, which leads me to um, what the Bible says about this. In verse John 10, verse 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. This is Jesus speaking. And he, and other versions will read it as, um, and have life, essentially like the abundant life. And so what does that mean? Like mm-hmm. we're promised to live an abundant life, but what does that really mean? And prosperity gospel folks will say that it means health and wealth. When I personally don't believe that scripture supports that, does it mean that when we can never have health and wealth? Absolutely not. It just doesn't mean that every single believer is going to be healthy and wealthy. Right. I mean, I do believe that they could, and but I think the real abundant life is that it begins with salvation, um, salvation from an eternity of suffering, the penalty of sin, because we know that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And that is all the abundance that mm-hmm. we could ever give. Mm-hmm. We're all born, literally created with a hole in our mm-hmm. hearts that only God can fill. Mm-hmm. And when we try to replace that hole with our career, our status, our financial status, our social media status, our, our social even media following, people we yeah. love, people we care about, yeah. um, good things. But when we put those in the throne of our heart that God designed our hearts to, for Him to sit on, you're going to be living out of alignment with God and it's just right. going to, there's going to be, um, there's no true fulfillment in that really. Right, right, right. And um, so the real abundance is found in salvation because it doesn't matter. Everything else after that is just a bonus. It's just a plus. It's just a cherry on top. We can be joyful even in the midst of the worst circumstances because we have the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the living God inside of us. Mm-hmm. And so all the fruits of his spirit are just freely accessible for right, us. Right, right, right. Um, can I kind of like chime in a little Absolutely. bit? Absolutely. So um, uh, going off of the quote you just read, all life forms have one essential purpose, which is survival. This is even more important than reproduction. And kind of like to go back to beforehand when I mentioned that all sounds the the list you mentioned sounds super exhausting even that quote right there sounds exhausting it just goes back to like we just have to keep like doing 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 um to survive granted naturally for the most part we don't want to like die and like when things um like scary things where we may feel like our life is put on on the line you know of course fight or flight mode comes comes into play but we don't have to live like fight or flight mode all the time Absolutely. so i agree i agree with you in disagreeing with the yeah. with the quote because more important than, than reproducing when i think of the lord's command um back uh when he created the world and back in the garden uh when he said be fruitful and multiply mm-hmm. like that's one of the first things he said so to go back on on saying it's more survival is more important than reproduction i think of so you're saying that Contrary to what God said. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, um, in an abundant life, um, that Jesus gives us an abundant life. Um, he gives us eternal life. I want to, if anyone had the thought like, oh my gosh, live forever. If you have the thought of survival, because survival is like, oh, I have to keep doing, doing, I have to keep work, work, work. And eternal life, where is the rest? Where, yeah. where am I going to actually have peace? And I want to say 
that an abundant life is peace and God, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So if he promises us eternal life, then you can rest assured that eternal life is going to be peaceful. Yeah. It's not what the world um, offers of as life that all oh, um, living our best life and doing like, you know, like worldly things, just for lack of better terms, which I'm not trying to say that that's wrong. Like if you go out to the beach and enjoy the waves and, you know, um, like, you know, yeah. living the life, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not bad. I'm not saying don't do that. But the root of an abundant life is the peace that God offers us, that he purchased for us, that he liberated. He liberated us from such, like, heaviness in this world. Um, and he offers us that eternal life, Absolutely. which essentially is peace. So when I think of survival, I don't think of peace. <laughs> so yeah. I just wanted to, like, No, that's really, really that. good. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like last point on this survival thing is that I don't believe that God just wants us to just survive. Correct. Like I believe knowing his character and he's a good God and he, I don't believe he, he thrives or not thrives that he finds enjoyment seeing his children suffer. Right. right. Um, and you know, that might raise the question, well, why are there people who are like starving in Africa and stuff? And I think that's the beauty though of salvation Right. is he is working in Africa and saving people and bringing them peace that can that the world cannot give that no amount of food and i hope that this this doesn't come off insensitive because you know we pray for those people and and i I know christians more than anyone that go out and help those people and build huts and wells for water and feed them and things of that nature so that they don't so that their immediate and physical needs are met but true spiritual abundance is something that the world cannot give exactly. and that can only come from God. The abundant life means gaining a heavenly perspective, which, you know, we can look at Romans 12 too, which says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind Oof. so that you may be able to, I forget this second part, but you may be able to test what is the good, perfect, pleasing will of God. Mm-hmm. Essentially, like, what is God's purpose? So I really want to harp on the fact that like, our purpose in life really should be to live out God's purpose. Right. Not like, oh, what do I want for myself? But I want to know God. And in knowing God, he'll direct me, which we'll right. get to. We'll break down so it's a little bit more understandable and um, yeah. actionable. Yeah. yeah. Um, but gaining that heavenly perspective and transforming your mind with the word of God leads to a growing trust and knowledge of God. It means blossoming into a life full of the fruit of the spirit, which is love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, humility, self-control. Where you'll hear a lot of false teachers and false religions offer shallow and like the world, shallow or temporary relief. Like we said, all those things are good, but they're only temporary. Right. Only Jesus brings true everlasting life and spiritual abundance. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to go to what God says purpose is. Take it yes. away, my sister. All right. Uh, the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And that is from uh, the famous writer C.S. Lewis. Uh, scripture says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. That's 1 Corinthians ten thirty one. Brittany, you want to break that down a little bit? Yes. So, okay. So I feel it in my spirit to kind of like break it down this way. So a lot of times, and I kind of like feel like there, we have a listener that's probably like, wait, like, like God, like why, why do I need to work for God and not kind of like work for myself or like for me to look within and find for myself? Mm-hmm. 
To answer that simply is because he created you. So he knows everything about you more than you do. Mm -hmm. So he knows your limits. He knows your capacity. He knows what you're capable of. He knows... um, Your talents. Your your talents, everything. Your quirks, all of it. Before you even really know them or even master them. So if you seek to your creator to find that, then essentially you are uh, fulfilling the purpose and glorifying him way more than you could ever do on your own. Exactly. Like, so I'm not trying to take anyone's autonomy away, but I do want to kind of give you food for thought and shift your perspective that because if you go back to the garden and how we even came to this fallen world back when uh, Eve was deceived, it was Satan trying to tell her you could be your own God. Like you can, you, you can know better than he, than, than the Lord. And Mm. then that's how we got here. So when you think back and be like, okay, but I know better. I can, I can figure it out. You're kind of like, do you though? Do you really though? Right, right, right. It's like, (laughs) do you really think, okay, like, do you really think a radio knows better than the God who created, the person who created the radio? Like if the radio said, okay, I know how to turn myself on more than my creator created the button to turn me on. Wait, wait, wait. It's like, it's like, who is the clay to say to the potter? Why did you make me even better? Because that's actual scripture. Yeah. (laughs) It also brings me back to the story of Job, the book of Job. I forget like the exact amount of chapters, but like Job goes off. Job, if you don't know the story, was this faithful, God-loving, God-fearing man. Like he was a faithful man. Right, right, right doing great, living for God, had a, you know, a wonderful like career and stuff and like family, family. And he lost everything because Mm -hmm. Satan was like, you know what? This man is really faithful. Let me go see if I can ruin his life and get him to turn his back on God essentially. And God was like, go ahead, try it. He gave him permission. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so Satan tried and he took everything, his family, all his livestock, like everything you could think of. And this man did not forsake God. He still was faithful, even with all of that. And then, you know, but it wasn't like he was joyful about it either. Like Mm -hmm. his life was literally in shambles. And so he was complaining to God. And then God goes off in response, multiple chapters saying, where were you when I formed the moon and the stars and the sun? Like, Mm -hmm. who are are we to say anything, bro? Like, can Mm -hmm. you... Can you build a tree from scratch? Like, <laughs> right. I got a question. Exactly. Like, exactly. for real. Like, I think that the world really tells us, and I understand why, but the world tells us that we have all the answers we need within us, and we mm-hmm. can do everything, and we can manifest our dream life, and actualize everything, and create everything, and, and, and speak things into his existence. Well, no. Like, only God can do that. Exactly. He has given us authority as humans, and like you said, autonomy to make decisions. Right. But at the end of the day, He created all of of this he created all of us did you have any say in the day that you were born mm-hmm. exactly girl you better preach <laughs> that's what i'm talking so, about so um i just think that's such a, a important thing to keep tr- um like at the forefront of your mind and it's not like it only seems painful if you're still trying to fight against it right. and have control over your life mm-hmm. but when you say you know what you're right and actually that's relieving Amen. Like, I'm going to lift my hands up. I'm going to throw in the towel, but not in a way that I'm like giving up on everything, but in a way that I realize that I'm limited. So I'd rather trust the creator, the person who, the being who created me before I was even formed in my mother's womb. Like, my parents only brought me into this life as a vessel. You know, God planned me literally before the foundations of the earth. Mm -hmm. He knew exactly the time you would be born, the time you will die. 
everything that's going to happen in between the place you were born in that family you were born in Mm -hmm. all the little quirks about you that you think are flaws that make you unequipped he made you specifically like that for a reason Mm -hmm. and to live out the purpose that he has for you which is to glorify him and to enjoy him forever exactly and this is all liberating to think i mean really think about it leaving yes like like, think about it you don't have to figure it all out on your own you don't have to carry um, every everything (laughs) and and just um always like do 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 and be perfect you don't have to do that you have a loving heavenly father who has that taken care of so just just be like you know what it's above me take control but like Brittany said, it's not like to give up or anything or to kind of like take take that for granted. And like, I'm not just not going to do anything. No, by no means. Um, like we talked about yesterday, um, you put you put your faith into action. So you do it in faith. So like, OK, um, this is my situation. Um, this is a practical way that I can take care of it. But you do that in yeah. faith and in prayer. Um, That's so good. So. That brings us to the second point of what God says purpose is. And I will say purpose isn't explicitly written in the Bible. Because first of all, the Bible wasn't written in English and, or Spanish. <laughs> El propósito de mi vida. <laughs> si, señora. That should be the name. That should be the art intro. El propósito de mi vida. Brini Maquina. Wow. Wow, Maquina. <laughs> machine, virtual machine. <laughs> Brini Rendon. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, how y'all like my Spanish? Um, your noticia, n- n- yeah. Your noticia was I love it. You should start every podcast like this. <laughs> I'm Oy. trying to learn Spanish. In el episodio that you can sit with us. <laughs> all, all my Puerto Ricans who don't speak Spanish say hey. <laughs> okay, so um, but we can see and pull biblical principles of what purpose is from Scripture, and one of the probably one of the most impactful. Bible verses is in the New Testament. It's found in Matthew 22, 37 verses 37 to 40. And this is Jesus talking. And he says, love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Mm -hmm. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So this shows that one, All of the commandments that were given to Moses in the Old Testament that the Jews still follow, that I think even Muslims like recognize in a sense, um, that really all of our morality as humans, whether you're a believer or not, um, hinge upon because Mm -hmm. they are literally imprinted into our hearts. Um, But Jesus came to fulfill that because we will never be able to fulfill that. Like the law was given to us to show us that we can't fulfill it and that we need a savior. Just how limited we are. Because on judgment day, we all going to have to stand in front of the living God and give an account for everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about y'all, but I want to stand there with Jesus covering me being like, (laughs) I got her back because I could not stand in front of a holy God and say, well, yeah, God, I mean, I lied, I cheated, I stole, but I also like fed the homeless and I tried not to steal and I tried to be a good person. It doesn't work that way. Like right. um, sin is sin, you know, and it separates us from God and he can't coexist with it. Mm-hmm. So um, bringing it back to purpose, I think that we find our main purpose here and that is to love God to love him with our heart, our soul, and our minds. Not to just say we do. Not to just show up to church on Sunday and go back to living however we want Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Like to truly be devoted to him when no one else is around looking at us. Yeah. Um, AKA integrity. Mm-hmm. 
and and then to make him known. So I have it here. I have it written as our purpose is to know God and to make him known. And when I say know him, I don't just mean like a head knowledge, a cognitive knowledge of who he is, of being able to recite Bible scriptures. Or for some people, there's people who don't even believe in in God and have read the Bible and can recite it from front to back. They don't truly know him. Knowing in your mind is very different than knowing in your heart because there's a certain like revelatory knowing that comes when you have the Holy Spirit. And if you are a believer in Christ, if you believe that Jesus died and resurrected and that he is the son of God and you and you profess that with your mouth, that you have the Holy Spirit uh, dwelling in you right. and the Holy Spirit gives us a spiritual understanding of the scriptures, gives us an understanding of God that we would never be able to understand without it, without right. him. Right. Um and I think that's so beautifully. And when we look in the story of um, Adam and Eve in Genesis, um, the word no is used in an intimate sense that like Adam knew Eve mm-hmm. and intimately in that in that instance, it meant that it meant that they like had sex and stuff. And obviously we're not saying that like you have sex with God, but it's an intimate like deep inner knowing like intimacy is way more than sex it's that connection it's a spiritual thing first and foremost it's mental it's emotional it's all of the above so this comes from like truly knowing god in that way in that in that intimate knowing of him comes out of literally slowing down from all the things you're striving to do and pausing uh, and abiding in him it, first, a, a real practical way to do that is to talk to him. Yeah. Talk to him throughout your day. Incorporate him into your drive to work, into your work day, into your mommy time, into bath time, bedtime, all of it. Like yeah. he just wants to be a part of your life. He just wants to be in your heart. And like the more you do that and the more you see the reward of it, the more you're going to hunger and thirst for him. Yeah. And you're going to realize that oh my gosh, this is filling me and feeding me in a way that literally nothing else in this yeah. world ever could. Yeah. And, um, I just think that's so beautiful. Yeah, you know? and, and you see things so differently as well. I remember in the beginning of my walk, um, I did small little changes like that myself where I started my day with just listening to a sermon mm-hmm. every single day. And I started to see the world so differently. Yeah, And so much so that somebody asked me, was like, are you a Christian? And I was like, uh, am I? Like, <laughs> Yo, I, was same like though. I was like, I, I literally, I, I look back now in hindsight, if you would have <laughs> asked me, so I got saved in 2017, Yeah. but if you would have asked me if I was a Christian up until 2020, honestly, until I was pregnant, so like end of 2020, yeah. I mean, end of 2019, mm-hmm. um, I would have not claimed to be a Christian. It's, it's <laughs> but that's crazy. a whole other topic. Right, right. And the reason why I mentioned that is because it's just... All I knew is that I wanted I wanted to seek God. I wanted to be with Him. I wanted to know Him. So I just started to do small little things to incorporate Him in, in my life. And my life and, and perspective truly started to change. Just with that small, yeah. small act of thirst, I That's guess. That's so real. And I, I kind of want to share a little bit about my background. And yeah. if you want to share a little bit more about yours, you can. Mm-hmm. Um. We're from New York. And if you're from New York or any Oof. big city, really, I'm sure you can relate where like hustle and bustle, hustle, bustle culture, go, you got to be a go getter, especially yeah. if you come from like the, the hood, hood. <laughs> like, the hood. And you didn't really have money. And mm. if you have a single mom, you were raised by some a foreign parent. mother. Uh, it's hard. Like, so purpose, motivation, ambition is literally it feels like your only ticket out. It yeah. feels like 
survival like you have no choice but then you're like all right i want better for my kids in the future so i'm gonna go extra hard but the and i'm grateful that i grew up that way because it really did encourage me Mm -hmm. to be super ambitious Mm -hmm. and i did achieve a lot of things but it also led me to like feel so empty because i did all the things i was supposed to do i mean i was in honors classes always i did band i did cheerleading like i was cheer captain in the marching band as well. Like, I would go from pep rallies to marching. And she was popular, march- too. Oh, shush. <laughs> marching band to, like, cheering and back and forth and, like, um, you know, AP classes. Got my bachelor's. Did all the things I was supposed to do, but I felt so empty. Right. Because I didn't have God. Like, right. all these things, they're, they're empty promises, right. you know? Right, right, right. And... I just remember, I think back on my life, it's so easy to forget, but God and his graciousness brings back memories of what my mindset used to be like at times. And I believe that he's done that so I can actually share it on this podcast, like in this episode, um, you know, in general. Future episodes, yeah. Of, I used to just literally be obsessed with finding what my purpose was. Like, it's all I thought about day and night. I mean, I would just lay down on the grass and look at the stars in the sky. And I think it was beautiful because it gave me this like wonder and desire to like work towards something in life. But every few years, my direction changed. And that's dangerous. Like I was hopping from different religious beliefs to different spirituality to all different things. I wasn't grounded on anything. I was like, scripture says like, um, um, I forget what it is, like just blowing with the waves of the wind or something like yeah. that. <laughs> Being blown every which way. And it was, I had no solid ground to stand on. I didn't really have answers. And then I encountered God in a very supernatural way and literally like, it's really hard to explain it, but I just knew. Like, right. he was the answer. Like, right. he truly is the, the way, the truth, uh-huh. and the life. Like, truly, mm-hmm. that I've always been searching for my whole life. But You can find that in the Gospel John, <laughs> chapter 15. I don't know which verse, but chapter Amen. 15. <laughs> 1511, I don't know. I just made that up. But I, uh, yeah, so I just think that's so interesting looking back on my life like that is what drove me for so long i mean it it drove me to start all the things i started my blog my instagram being super vulnerable on instagram before that was cool to do like and now i'm honestly i don't really do that that much anymore (laughs) for different (laughs) reasons which is another podcast episode new ideas are coming to us as we're doing this but um now like my heart is just so different like i don't I don't feel like I need to strive and do the most and take every opportunity that comes my way. I mean, I was saying yes to everything. I was burning myself out. Mm. I felt like every day I had this pressure, like weight on me that I needed to do everything to the utmost excellence and achieve the most and like constantly be moving forward. Like it literally felt like the weight of the world was on my hands. Like I needed to figure this purpose out. Like it was a problem to solve. And I don't feel that way anymore because I don't like, the way I live my life now is what Jesus has already done and everything else after that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't have that pressure of like, I need to figure this out or say yes to all these things. I'm more like, you know what? I'm going to be still and I'm going to rest first and I'm going to seek God first and foremost. Everything else is a, is a byproduct of that. Exactly. And it's just such a, a more peaceful and yeah. relieving way of living. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's very countercultural because, absolutely. Um, especially if you live in America, because here it's just go, 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 mm-hmm. um, uh, keep up. Um, Honestly, you- Japan too. For those who don't know, I lived there for a few years and like, it's slightly different, but like they're a workaholic culture, like mm. more than here. Mm. It's crazy. Mm, I believe so it. So it's like, it's just really, 
the world we live in today. Right, no, absolutely. But especially America. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, I encounter it all the time at my job. I work at uh, in the medical field at OBGYN office. Shout out to all my MAs out there. <laughs> um, but um, it's just constantly like go and keep up and more and more and more. And, you know, you can really get sucked into that lifestyle where it's like it becomes your norm. And you may not even realize just how tired you are because that's your pace of life. Mm -hmm. But the kingdom of God is opposite to the world. And it so is. Right. And then it really brings so much peace. You'd be surprised. Um, there was one time um, you'd be surprised how much slowing down actually brings you more brings you more. Um, but our pastor from our church, uh, Journey Church, he, he in one of the sermons, uh, broke down statistics of McDonald's and Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken. That's what we call it. Um, because it goes on Sundays. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I promise I'm going to tie it back in together. But uh, McDonald's has no days off. McDonald's is mm. on. It is open. Like some of them are 24-7, but they're, they don't have a Sabbath. And a Sabbath is just a day of rest to, to rest honor the Lord. Worship. Mm hmm Mm -hmm. And so, but Chick-fil-A... Take your Sabbath. <laughs> I'm over here with the ad-libs. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. But, <laughs> she sounds mad Japanese. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I should sprinkle some Spanish in there. But anyways, oh, I just did... Chick-fil-A, they're closed every single Sunday. And I don't know the statistics, like the numbers, but Chick-fil-A is a lot more successful uh, financially and productively than McDonald's. McDonald's has no days off. McDonald's is go, go, go. Oof, but no days off. That's literally, literally used to be my hashtag. I can't. You, oh my gosh. Do you remember when literally like a few weeks before I moved to Japan, I was still living in New York at the time and she was down here. Yeah. And I didn't know if I was going to stay there for like ever. So I was like, let me not sell my car yet in case I come back for a few months. I hated that car. <laughs> so we drove it down here, me and her. And I remember. Mainly me. Uh, we were at your community pool. Yes. <laughs> she yes, said yes. mainly me. <laughs> I drove like half the way. No, you did not. Yes, girl. I you did. You drove like three Listen, hours. I had only had my license for like a year at that time. If I, I only got my license at 23. In New York, yeah. you don't need a license really. You're right. Um, but uh, I remember my post. I was you know saying I bye to her and stuff that. and like we were at her community pool and i, I was doing that. work and i remember my post was like this long post I'm, I'm gonna link it in the show notes so you guys could go look at it and i remember it being like hashtag no days off and i literally used I to remember. live by I that i took that picture i know like <laughs> that's so crazy like that uh -huh. used to be literally my life motto no days off like what girl i wish i could right because uh -uh. mm -mm, mm -mm. now i take more days off than i take days on <laughs> <laughs> so you see the kingdom of god kingdom living being a christian following jesus is literally countercultural. it's an upside down kingdom where it literally goes completely opposite yeah. way of what the world says is normal is good ah, 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 blah 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 <laughs> so when the world says strive the kingdom says abide when the world says work 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 Work, 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 work. <laughs> hey. Well, tell me, tell me, um, Tyson you was ratchet before, be, uh, before Christ. <laughs> without, without telling me, ratchet. ratchet. Um, and the kingdom says, rest. It says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke, which is easy, and my burden, which is light. Don't carry everything. Don't feel like you need to strive and achieve and do, do, do. Just rest and work from rest, exactly. not rest from work. Mm -hmm. 
the world says do it all and kill yourself with anxiety you end up killing yourself with anxiety depression debt burnout all in the process of trying to achieve and be the best person um or be the be your best self and be the most successful or whatever but the kingdom says do what god is calling you to do and he'll equip you for it Mm -hmm. you won't be burnt out and you won't be overwhelmed and you won't be confused and you won't be stressed i mean more than Right, you know, but like, at I'm least not it's not going to come out without stress at all. Yeah. But at least just you have where to deposit that stress. Yeah, the world says forgive but never forget, which really is just a cop out because it's really just holding a grudge mm-hmm. masked. When you know the kingdom says, or Jesus literally says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I don't think there's anything more opposite of what the world says, especially in this day and age, mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the most important opposition between what the world says or every other religion or belief system between what the kingdom of God says is earn God's love. Just be a good person, do good things, you know, try not to lie or feed the homeless when you feel like it or whatever. Whereas the kingdom of God says, no, don't do anything. Like I've already done everything because you could never, you know, measure up to my standard of perfection. If you think about that, it's not to make us feel bad. It's like, if God, who literally created you, the house you live in, essentially, because he is the ultimate designer and he created humans who created that, and then the environment you live in, like geographically, and then he created the the oceans, the land, the sun, the moon, Mm -hmm. the stars, Mm -hmm. the universe, the galaxy, all that, bigger, 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 how could we ever measure up to a being that large, that complex? Like our brains, we only operate like 10, per, at 10% of our brain capacity. <laughs> like we can't compare. Right. God says, believe and receive my love. That's, that's it. Mm-hmm. And that comes from the heart change and he reveals himself to us. And from that comes everything else. Right. When we really have that revelation and we really receive and we re- b- believe in his love, we accept his grace, which is that free gift of salvation through Jesus. It changes everything about us from the inside out. It may not happen automatically, but it does happen. Yeah. Um, and there's literally nothing more opposite of everything else in this world than you know, like you can't work to earn his love. He already did it. And everything that we um, are doing stems from that. So mm-hmm. I want to talk about um, in that in that realm of the fact that like we are not God doesn't need us going back to like the the image I just drew of how big he is. Why would he need us? It's the same thing of like, I didn't need Sage. Mm, I didn't a have a child so she could help me clean my house mm-hmm. or do things for me. She was a product of love, right. you know, and and my love for her grows every day. And I just want to be with her and sit with her. My most memorable moments with her are literally the most mundane moments when I just see her laughing and, and mm-hmm. literally just watching her Exploring be who she is. Mm-hmm. And and take that and multiply it times like infinity. And that's how God sees us and feels about us. We don't need to do anything to um help him out to earn his love <laughs> to do anything he doesn't need us like you're important but you're not that important right? <laughs> we're gonna segue into a breakdown of what purpose is and other things that people tend to get confused with purpose mm-hmm. that if you do get confused with purpose can lead to depression anxiety overwhelm just a misplaced identity um 
I'm going to start this portion with a quote from Mark Twain. And I think it's so, some of the most simple things are the most profound, right? Yeah, yeah. So it says, the two most important <laughs> days are, of your life are the day that you are born and the day that you find out why. AKA, for a Christian, that's the day that you're born and the day that you're reborn. Exactly. Born again. Ooh! Bars! We got bars! <laughs> um... So we're going to go into a breakdown of what is purpose, what is calling, and what is assignment. Those, I feel like, are the three main, like, compartments of living a purpose-filled life. And they all are different. Um, And this isn't black or white. This isn't, like, gospel truth. This is not something you see in scripture. But it is drawn from, like, biblical principles for sure. Mm -hmm. And... I'm sure there's so many sermons and teachings out there on purpose and people break it down in different ways. So we're not saying that this is law, but we're saying that this is a very easy way to understand the differences and whatever they mean to you. Uh, And we hope it helps you. So if you want to go ahead and get us started with defining purpose. Yeah. So um, to kind of like reiterate from uh, the beginning of the episode, uh, purpose is to know God and to make him known um, for all believers. And it's not based on works or doing, but it's based on who he who he has or what not who but um what he has already done so just like bringing it back to everything we've said that we can always look back to the cross that god jesus he bore or all of our sins like he took the penalty that was due for us to liberate us from having to earn god's love because if you look back um you always had to like back in the old testament offer up uh, some kind of sacrifice to cover a sin, to cover something. And that was an act I was doing. But Jesus, um, his last words was, I know I'm going to say it wrong, so please forgive me if you speak Arabic or Hebrew, um, tetelaste. So it is finished. Mm. So I thought you were going to say the... My like father, why have you forsaken me oh, in no, Arabic? No. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get there to speak like that. But, um, but no, it is finished. It is done. So we no longer have to mm-hmm. do anything to be in right standing with the God. The price has been paid. Exactly. Your sins are forgiven. Exactly. <laughs> so now. <laughs> I just realized so ratchet. Said. No, you're not. She's, I mean, you'll, you'll see like our personalities. We both, you can tell we're from New York. Anyways, um, <laughs> what you calling? So now like all we, all we have to do, like what we get to do is just abide in Christ is just enjoy the freedom that he has paid for us to, um, spend time with him that what that could look like is, um, spending time with him in prayer, spending time with him and, uh, reading his word, spending time with him in fellowship with fellow believers, mm-hmm. spending time with him, um, listening to a sermon and just, or just worship. in nature in worship, just, just enjoying him and that in and of itself you're you're living within essentially your purpose um that's good so i want to like to bridge the gap between purpose and calling is we see in scripture that uh, jesus commands us to go out and make disciples of all nations right so that means that's like the making him known part right right? the thing is that like we don't need to do that in order to earn salvation in order Mm -hmm. to earn god's love or in order to earn to be in like a right relationship with him but that does come out of the fact that when you truly become born again when you really believe and receive his love um and his and his grace um that naturally is going to come out of it like when you're spending time with god you're you're literally not going to be able to contain it like you're going to 
want to shout it from the rooftops how good he is, what he's done in your life, mm-hmm. what you're learning about him. Like, I mean, it's it's literally something that you can't hold within you. Right. And I think he created us that way for that reason. Right. Um, so your calling, I like to look at this as like more of like your means to fulfill your purpose, like the vehicle in which you do that in your life in like the grand scheme of things. It's more based on who you are as a specific person where your purpose is true for like our purpose is all the same across the board for every single believer. Our purpose is to know God and to make him known, Mm -hmm. to love God and love people Mm -hmm. essentially Mm -hmm. Um, and share the gospel in the way we live and verbally. So your calling can be more specific based off of who you are as a person. Like I said, where he you know, chose to have you born, what family you were born into, what culture, what language you speak, your personality, your, your spiritual gifts, the talents, the desires, the passions that you have. Um, and I want to kind of park real quick on kind of like drive the fact home that our calling is a gift like work is a Mm -hmm. gift Mm -hmm. work was something that god gave adam before the fall so we know that work is a good thing and so this should be enjoyable this should be like fun you know like Mm -hmm. you don't i feel like there's this like um misrepresentation or belief about christianity of like you either fall on one end of the spectrum like with this belief at some point like being super um you know, wrapped up in grace where you're like, all right, like I don't need to read the word or like pursue a holy life at all. And then the other, which is like super legalistic, the other end of the spectrum is like, all right, I need to be obsessed with God, only talk about God. And like, you forget to how to be human. Right. And then you just become super legalistic. And it's like, okay, but what's the application of all this stuff? That's, that's what head knowledge does without heart knowledge. There needs to be a balance between the two of head knowledge and heart knowledge coming together to marry between grace and truth. Because that is literally... Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. And he embodied that. He exemplified that for us in a way that we as humans could understand. He's literally God in the flesh and he exemplified what it was like, how we should live our lives. Right. Yeah, right. Um, so it's a gift that God allows us to live out our calling so that we can be in this world and enjoy this world but not be of it where Mm -hmm. we're not placing things that God created over him who is the creator himself. Um, And I think part of us being in the world, but not of the world is that we get to create the culture. We get to like really be the tastemakers. Like if think about it this way, and this is a topic I want to talk about when it comes to creativity that the Lord is revealing to me as I step into creative, the creative team in ministry at my church is he is the master creator. He literally Mm -hmm. created all of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so he creates us in his image. So we get a tiny little taste of his creativity and we get to use that in whichever way that he has designed us to be in our gifts and stuff. And I think that's so dope and so beautiful that we get to make a difference and use who he's made us. Yeah. Cause I think it's hard. And I feel like every Christian um, struggles with this at some point where we start to believe that like, we need to change everything about us. But I really believe that when you become a Christian, it's not your personality that needs to change. It's your character that yeah. naturally changes out of the abundance of spending time with God. Right. Your character is going to change. Your right. morals, the way you live your life, your thoughts are going to become different. They're going to become more pure. And that's going to mm-hmm. change the way you speak and talk and act mm-hmm. and treat people and see the world. Mm-hmm. But your personality is God designed you that exactly. way. Exactly. Like for you, for example, you always stress about like, you feel like you're not a good communicator. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, first of all, you're crazy. I think she's a great communicator. <laughs> but second of all, like the way you communicate 
God made you that way yeah. for a reason. Yeah. Like you have a totally different tone of voice that I have. And mm-hmm. some people that are listening right now are probably like, oh, I really don't like the way Britney talks, <laughs> but I love Bridget's voice. It's so soothing and vice versa. Like you were designed for a very specific purpose. So don't compare your gifts or mm-hmm. your what you have or don't have to someone else because God designed you so, so strategically. Yeah. And intentionally. Yes. Like mm-hmm. he knows every single hair that is on your head. Like mm-hmm. not one of those pieces fall without him knowing about it. That's scripture. Yeah. And so, like, why would you think that he didn't create you that way for a reason? That doesn't mean that you're lazy and you sit back and be like, all right, like, I don't need to try to do anything or be good at anything or practice or prepare. No, like, right. a good, faithful person will prepare and, right. like, you know, right. plow the field while they're waiting for the rain to come. But, yes, it's a gift. Um, so, your calling could kind of look like a general thing, like, your desire, what your heart breaks for, essentially, that's kind of how you can figure out what your calling is. So if you feel heartbroken for um, the fact that the women's health sucks in America, <laughs> it probably is going to signify that you have a calling for women's health to help women, you know, be advocated for, to help them deliver their babies in, yes. in the most natural way. Because at the end of the day, God created us to reproduce, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, why do we separate like science from God or things exactly. like that? You know, that's so good. Um, or you may feel called to care for those who can't care for themselves, whether it be babies, um, disabled people, um, elderly people. You maybe feel called to teach people. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter in what way, shape, or form, which would be more your assignment, which we're going to get to first. Um, maybe you feel called to meet people's immediate and physical needs, right. um, like food and, and financial means um encouraging people like uh you know speaking life into them uh equipping people with resources all these types of things and i think the the point here is that calling can your calling is going to be different than the next person my calling is different than yours right but the our purpose is the same to glorify god and to enjoy him forever to love him and love people Mm -hmm. and to go out and spread the gospel Mm -hmm. That is the common denominator between yeah. all of it. Yeah. And it's uh, not to interrupt you or cut you off or make it any longer, but um, it ties back into like the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So um, just because your calling is different than my calling doesn't make my calling any less or more greater of significance than you, yours or, or mine or hers or mine or anything. It is all part of the body. So like if you ever stumped your toe, like your Oof. pinky toe, right? You and never realize how much you need your pinky toe before. <laughs> until I'm just you, telling you that much. Exactly. But your pinky toe is essential for your for your everyday function. Yeah. It's the same thing um, in the body of Christ with my calling, my gifts, your calling, your gifts, and your same, same for you and our audience. Yep. They so. all serve different functions, but all together they come together to execute the same one big vision Correct, you know yeah. mm-hmm. and um i i love that so much it takes off so much pressure so i For hope real. that you're catching the theme and everything we're saying that your purpose should not be burdensome your purpose exactly. should not be overwhelming your purpose should not be burning you out mm-hmm. um if it is that means there's some misalignment there with your be- your deep inner beliefs your values um and what you're saying yes and yeah. no to yeah so, like I said, the common denominator under all of our different callings is that our purpose is the same and our purpose is to glorify God and enjoy him forever, but not only for us, right? but our calling is a means of how we live that out and how we serve and make an impact on the world. Right. And so we are glorifying and enjoying him forever and we're taking other people along that ride with us. Mm-hmm. And and that's the beauty of it. It's like a, a just a beautiful domino effect. Right, right, right. 
And then um, you want to get into assignment real quick and then I'll close it out. Yeah. So assignment, um, it, it's your specific season. So we do have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading us. So um, your assignment could be like one season can look like being um, 20, not 24 seven, but like a lot more um, active in, in like a certain a certain ministry maybe in your church mm -hmm. another season can be more a little bit less active in your church but more active in your community it's just or, or a certain uh, a season could just be um something where you need to focus on on something differently yeah. so the reason why we're saying you need to be um sensitive to the holy spirit is because it is the, the spirit within you that's helping you through it, equipping you through it, um, through that season. And sometimes the season could be extremely hard and, and for lack of a better term, um, no, I don't want to use the word confusion. Just, we're just not understanding why we're in the current season that we're in, like our circumstances that we're in. But just remember that who lives within you, mm -hmm. that greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. So wherever you're at, wherever the Lord has placed you, um, just keep seeking him and calling out to him to help you through it and equipping you through the season. So um, the fruit that you'll be bearing is to help the ones that he has placed in your life for yeah. that season, whether that is that is uh, people in your church, whether that is in your home, whether that is in your workplace, or all the above. So, I um, mean, every season is different and can and have different time periods. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I do believe that that in every season, community is very important because it's very easily for us to get mission focused in, in the season. Like you can so hear good. very clearly from the Lord, like, OK, God, like I hear you and I see you. I understand. And then you can get like really tunnel vision in there. But you need community in order for accountability. Like, hey, like, did you did you remember to rest? Um, how's your soul? Or even to like confirm. Firm. If, that too. If exactly. you're really hearing from God, because how many times do we feel like, oh, I feel called to move to to LA and pursue an acting career, but like, is God really calling <laughs> you to do that? Like, right, right, are right. You sure that? Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I watched um actually this really good sermon from Transformation Church, which I personally don't watch much anymore. But there's one sermon from Charles Pastor Charles Metcalf was so good, and it was last year. It was called The Paradox of Purpose. I'll link it in the show notes. And he said, he said like from the ages of like 18 to 25, everyone feels called to move to New York or LA. <laughs> I felt I was called to move to Japan. That's a whole other story. But. It's so funny because like <laughs> if you genuinely are, are feeling called to that, amen. But like it's important to have people around you because there is what does it say? There is wisdom and a multitude of counselors or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's important to be like, hey, I feel like God is calling me to do this yeah. this season, mm -hmm. calling me to, you know, leave this church and go on a mission or yeah. or to leave this ministry and do this or whatever. Like it's important to like talk to people around yeah. you and them join you in prayer yeah. and just filter through them because there really is just so much power and wisdom in like Absolutely. incorporating community who Absolutely. genuinely cares about you, who genuinely rooted in the word into your decisions, especially if they're big life decisions. Mm -hmm. um, but first and foremost, you got to make sure you're in a good place with God so that, you know, you can have trust in yourself in making those decisions too. Yeah. That community should just come as like a confirmation. Correct. It's like yeah. an added yeah. bonus. But I kind of yeah. want to talk real quick about Proverbs 19 verse 21, which says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So like going into that, it's like, yeah, you may feel like you want to do this, or maybe you even feel like God is telling you to do that. Yeah. But um, 
the point is he's going to be guiding our steps and we need to be wise. And how do we do that? By honestly spending time in his word. He'll never call us to do something that's in contradiction to that. Exactly. That's what I was going to get to as well. Like he will never, he will never call you to do something that is sin or intentionally hurts people or goes against his character or his word. Yeah. Um, Like working at a job that takes you away from your family 90% of the time. Purpose, calling and assignment. Purpose is same across the board. Calling is a little bit more general. Yeah. Um, specific to your personality, your design, your gifts. Um, what essentially like what kind of ministry you're called to, and then your assignment is more specific to your season. Right. So take notes. Go back and listen to this if you need to. Um, we know we we dropped a lot on y'all. We hope that um none of this was overwhelming. The whole point of it is that God is not a God of overwhelm. Exactly. Like, the, this should bring us peace and liberation to be able to rest in what he's already done for us on the cross. Like we don't need to do or perform or strive. Mm-hmm. We just need to abide. Mm-hmm. And everything else comes after that. Like exactly. your busy to-do list, the more busy your schedule gets, the more you need to be prioritizing time with the Lord. Exactly. Like It truly changes you, your entire life. Yeah, you can't no go joke. throughout a busy day on your own strength. I mean, you could try, but honestly, how's that working out for you? You're just going to be depleted. <laughs> you're going to be tired. You're going to be burnt out. Yeah. Just, you'd be surprised how much, um, how much more life you actually get mm-hmm. from spending time with God. It's, it's, yeah. it sounds foolish, but it, the things of this yeah. world is foolish to, to, to God and vice versa. To those who are perishing. There you go. Mm-hmm. To those who are perishing. Perishing. Well, um, <laughs> My main driving home point right here is spend time with God, abide in Him, but from a grace-based approach. You should be doing it out of devotion because you love Him so much and you're meditating on what He's done for you, not out of duty, not like out of religion, not out of checking off a Mm to-do list, not because you feel like you have to or you're a bad Christian if not, Mm -hmm. or you're not going to go to heaven if you don't, or whatever. It should be... And, and if you're feeling like you're struggling with that, if you're struggling to love Jesus, if you're struggling to love God, if you're struggling to even truly believe what he did for you and that he really loves you, make that your focus for this season. Make Tell people in your life, people who at your church who you trust or reach out to reach out to me if you don't have anybody. Yeah, reach out to me. her if you don't yeah. have anybody. And we'll walk you through that because that's, that is the most important thing. Absolutely. Um, and that's honestly, that is the, the, the heart behind this podcast as well, that you have a community here. Yeah. Um, you are welcome here. You can sit with us. You can talk to us. You you can do life with us. Um, so whatever whatever season you are currently in, um, if this really spoke to you, or if it didn't, if you have a million questions from this, listen, we are here. We we would love We're gonna to do our best. Yes, absolutely. You we know, can't we, be everything to everyone, and obviously we have limited capacities, correct. which is why we're on this platform. We can have this conversation and reach out to a bunch of people. But one thing we will always do is admit when, when we correct, can't help exactly. and point you in the right direction with resources and encourage you to get plugged in to your local community because that's something that we can never replace and it's so crucial Mm -hmm. for everybody especially Mm -hmm. as a believer um so yeah so devoting your your time to god especially amongst a busy schedule is so crucial and it shouldn't be something you're doing because you feel you have to but because you do it and then you see the rewards of it and it's like why would I ever want to not do this, you right. know? Uh, and right. it just becomes easier with time. Yeah. At first, you got to, like, kind of force yourself a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like any any muscle, you know? Yeah. You, the first time you're starting to do anything, you got to build up that muscle. But right. 
that was it. I hope you guys have a clear understanding of your purpose. You feel encouraged and and just excited and and peaceful and like. Yes, like exactly. That's our prayer for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you, your time, and can't wait to see you live out your purpose. Yes, yes, yes. So let's bow our heads. Dear God, Father God, thank you so, so, so much, Lord God, for once again allowing us to meet like this together, Lord God. I pray that the words that were spoken today, Lord God, wasn't just mere words coming out of our mouths, but it was your spirit speaking through us, Father God, that the listeners um, to listening to this episode, Lord God, feel your presence, feel feel that it is you calling out to them, um, just planting seeds for, for them to sow and for, for later to, to see the harvest that, that is in your perfect will, Lord God. We thank you so much, Lord, for for creating a, a space like this for us to come together and, and just share the love that we have received from you, Lord Jesus, to remind each other and, and our community of, of your love and just just how that is not it's not burdensome that though this world may tell us that we need to do certain things and we need to carry so many burdens but that your kingdom is opposite and that is actually liberating lord god and we thank you for for paving the way through jesus christ on that cross for us lord god we um your your grace is unmerited lord jesus and we thank you lord god i pray that um the listener after listening to this feels rejuvenated feels renewed father god and that they feel that much more motivated to just put one step in front of the other lord god that they are not by themselves that they know that they have a heavenly father walking with them lord god and that they have a loving community that is willing locally and virtually to 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 be here with them lord god and to spread your love lord jesus we love you so much um father god we pray all this in your mighty and holy name amen